Hello and welcome into the new episode of Scarves Up. I'm your host Nathaniel Mamudis. After three Sounders games uh, that we previewed at once, we are back getting ready for the Sounders Nets game against Minnesota United. And we'll be reviewing a couple other stuff that happened in the previous week in soccer. But to do that, I need to bring in, you know him, you you love him, David Maymoudis. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show, David. Let's get right into this with the... Uh, so we played LFC twice in one week. And, Very busy week for the Sounders. And a uh, lot of injuries. We're finally coming back to full strength. Um, but let's go over uh, this this first game against LAFC. First, the starting team that we saw on this. So Roman Torres comes in uh, for Chad Marshall. He, had, he didn't even travel down. Uh, Harry Ship starts uh, this game. Uh, with Morris going uh, up to forward. Yeah, with Morris going up to forward because Bruin got injured against Toronto. Uh, uh, previously, those were the only changes in this game. And we really... Something that I feel like the Sounders don't have a lot of trouble with uh, usually uh, is holding our line, but we struggled with this, and NAFC deservedly won this game. Yep, just kept getting behind the Sounders, just not going, paying quite enough attention. Uh, Roman Torres making a bad tackle. Uh for the, I believe it was their second goal, uh, Mar and uh, K just goes on, uh, just goes on through, uh, Leerdam, third goal, just walking, just not holding a good line, and it's, it's hard to really know, is that something that if Marshall was there, um, they would, uh, would be better. We uh, Harry Ship scored in this game. It it ended 4-1. Um, when he scored, it was 2-1. So it seemed like we had a chance, but let them get back into the game and uh, get that third goal. Uh, and they end up taking the three points there. But they still had to. They still at that point have played two more games than us. So right now they have one game in hand because we played one game midweek against the San Jose Earthquakes. Now, if we had had Roy Diaz and Bruin um, for that game, um, or what what do you think really happened? Because in this game, the only person we were we were missing um, was Chad Marshall and our forwards, but like our midfield should have been the same, so... Well, so obviously San Jose is coming out playing their unusual defense, 
doing a lot of man-to-man markings. The Sounders came out with an unusual scheme to try to beat that, but, you know, had a hard time with it after an initial burst of energy. Then, uh, a little later in the game, they, uh, you know, had trouble dealing with San Jose's press and gave up a couple of goals. So, uh, but, but going back to LAFC, like, Jordan Morris, is it just, that we weren't used to him playing up top or like how did stuff fall apart in in that game well I mean LAFC just has a very strong attack um you know with Rui Diaz you have the ability if you just can get a handful of balls up top he can finish them Morris you know maybe needs a little more service um, and and know. how Morris has been scoring recently, one thing that's helped him is he's like uh, that he can be like that third guy. I mean, teams come in, they see Ladero, and sometimes you forget how much Ladero does, and it's just because a team will put two, three guys on him, so it's hard for him to, to score or do much. Yeah, sure. the, same thing know, the same with, with Roy Diaz. Diaz. They're worried well, about him, so Morris can be that, that third guy, sort of like... Julian Gresso or, or Mike McGee for LAFC, Atlanta United, their respective clubs, being that third guy. I mean, Lamar Nagel, he, he did that when we had Martins and uh, Dempsey. Uh, but right. it's, you know, it's less obvious how much work Rui Diaz is doing. You know, he's not touching the ball as many times as Ladero is, but he really is keeping the center backs very occupied. And that gives Morris a lot more opportunity to make runs when everyone isn't quite so ready for it. So, well, let's move on to San Jose now. Shea Salinas would score. Uh, he he would score two goals uh, for San Jose. Uh, score one in the first half, one in the second half, and then uh, Sounders uh, make. Some substitutions. Um, of course, uh, of course, the starting lineup was different uh, from the game of the weekend. New who came in for Brad Smith. He got injured in this game, so Brad Smith had to come in. Victor Rodriguez uh, got hit in the head. He goes out with the concussion. Um, so and he was in concussion protocol, so he didn't play later. Chad Marshall comes back back in. Um, and we talked about it before. We didn't really expect him to play three games in a week. Um, and that's just who he is. And then Buana also gets the start here. Uh, uh, along with... Um, yeah, yeah, he comes in. Morris stays up top. Uh, Svensson also goes out injured. Um, in this game, wing, but, uh, Wingo comes on and, well, he didn't really touch the ball. Something just changed in the Sounders, uh, managed to score two goals. He had, uh, here we got the audio for that first goal, which was Leardum. So, and, and on that one, that was Shea Salinas with the marking um, and just allowing Kevin Neerdam 
uh, on the diving header. Thoughts on the goal to make it 2-1? Yeah, you know, obviously the Sounders, after struggling, uh, finally come in. The subs give them some more energy, and they, you know, they get that goal. And then it wasn't long until the next one. So then a minute later, Brad Smith, uh, after Zingman play on the sideline, goes out for a throw-in, throws it in over the defender into the box to Ladero, and then... So Harry Ship gets his second goal in two games. Um, just running in late. Hits this with so much power. There's no way he's not going to finish this one. Um, thoughts on the second goal? Uh, obviously a great strike. You know, found his way through between the defender and the keeper. Um, and, you know, then the Sounders had some chances at the third. So at, at the beginning of the season, San Jose really struggling and man marking um, uh, did is finally clicked for Almeida and uh, their side. Um, it seems like something that really shouldn't work at all times, but I mean, uh, and the Sounders were, were trying stuff. I mean, Kim Kihi got forward a lot because of what they were doing. What did you think of the Sounders' approach to dealing with their right. I mean, obviously, Kihi's very confident on the ball, likes to go forward, and so since he was one of the few people who didn't have a defender assigned, that was an interesting strategy. What I'm guessing with San Jose is a lot of its success has to do with novelty. You know, and it wouldn't surprise me if 10 games from now, word gets around the league about good ways to deal with the with the man on, with the man marking. Um, so I'm, I think there's probably a reason that other teams don't tend to go with that scheme. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Uh, last uh, thing about the the Quakes game here. Um, so we be in this game. We lose Fenton. We lose Rodriguez. We lose New Who, um, which definitely hard loss. San Jose also didn't start Wondolowski. Played. Pretty much the exact same team they played on the weekend. Uh, and uh, when Chris Wondolowski comes in, sad about that he, Chris Wondolowski, uh, we didn't get to see him break Landon Donovan's record. I'll be happy person. to see him do it somewhere else. It's true. Any day by now, please do it soon. Please, please do it soon. Okay, let's move on to the last game of the week against LAFC Sounders. Their starting lineup, Morris up top. Buana uh, again gets the start. Uh, Ladero, Rodon next to Delem. Uh, Sounders only having only having uh, 17 people uh, suit up. Danny Lev. Levea on the bench um, because of how many injuries the Sounders have. Um, Brad Smith, Torres is back in because Marshall is still a little dinged up. Kihi, Leardam, was it was it Chip who played right who started right back for this game? My 
Do you remember? Uh, no, we had Leardon and Smith. Yeah, no, we had Leardon and Smith, but Ship. But, uh, Ship was in, in the midfield. Yeah, yeah, Ship started again. Um, didn't continue uh, his... Uh, did not continue uh, his goal-scoring streak. Game started off early. Jordan Morris returned to the uh, score sheet off a bad giveaway by uh, Segura. So, uh, Jordan, Jordan Morris gets to finish against Tyler Miller. Uh, he talked about in interviews, he was glad to get back on the score sheet and to score against uh, someone who's still a close friend of his. Uh, just a terrible giveaway by LAFC. They don't make tons of mistakes, but um, they have their attack is so good. I thought that their, their defense... Uh, would be a little vulnerable. What did you think of this uh, ga- this early start? Well, I mean, obviously Jordan does a good job of, you know, lurking around and paying a little more attention than the defender thought he was going to. Pounces on the loose ball and finishes it well with his left foot. Good finish for Jordan Morris. Of course, the unfavored uh, left foot. Uh, but sneaks it into the goal. Then it's, when you're a kid, you are told most dangerous time, um, time is right after you've scored, uh, you've scored, and Carlos Vea uh, would get it back post, Smith maybe could have cleared, but uh, Carlos Vea finishes it easy, uh, right, Outside, right in front of the goal. Then the game really changed because there was a red card. Ted Onko was the referee. Christian Rodon got the red card after uh, Mark Anthony K came in, pushed him. Then Atuesta came in. He pushed it. Ladere. Uh, he pu- he pu- no, not Ladero. He pushes Rodon. Rodon's arm go up because he's about to fall backwards. It hits his hand. They do not use VAR. He goes. Ted Onko goes to his fourth official and ends up showing a red card to Rodon. First, it seemed like they showed it to Lirdam, but then it was, but it, it was shown to Rodon. Um, Rodon very very slowly uh, left the field, and he'd end up getting fined. The red card would end up being rescinded. This was the definition of a game changer. Why aren't we going to VAR here? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, obviously the referee is on, Ted Uncle's on the headset. Uh, you sort of hope that he talked to the four, to the VAR official. I haven't heard any comment on, you know, how much review there was done there. Um, well, Garth Lagerway said, said after be uh, speaking on the, Card being rescinded yesterday. That uh, he believes he wasn't. He wasn't surprised because Laravel if it touches the face in this league, he gets sent off. And I mean, this is and and that is something that should be changed. And the the VAR 
because it, it has to be clear and obvious and they're they're really going by okay clear and obvious doesn't go into this decision um but what the, color the, the do you think do you think rescinding the, the the red is is the league saying that they think the red card should not have been issued or are yes, they just saying yes. that they don't think it warrants a suspension i think it is i think they're saying that it should not have been issued and the hands to the face rule in mos really needs to be uh, rethought of, and they they have to really. I mean, Ted Unko said in a written report that he gave it that um, that Christian Rodon intended to hit him in the face, um, and you can see he's he's about to fall backwards. Backwards, it's and he's not controlling himself. It's, I mean, this is Christian Rodon's first red card um, of his career. Um, right. He's I not that kind of player. I Uncle felt he could make that call. Um, he couldn't possibly have had a very clear view of it, given all the other pushing and shoving going on. So, and he talks to the fourth official, and the thing that's also crazy is Atuesta does not get a yellow card. He's the one who comes in, um, and makes the initial push at Rodon. So if you're doing that, then you ought to give him a yellow card. Do I think Christian Rodon should have gotten no card? No. He probably should have gotten a yellow for the pushing. Because he did also push K in the beginning. But it should all be a yellow card. 17 minutes into this game. That's definitely not a, that's definitely not a red card. Um, goes back to... The game, New York Red Bulls, Orlando. Kaká got a red card for putting his, um, for putting his hands on Aurelien Colen's face, uh, and they're both smiling the entire time. He gets, they go to VAR on that call. Kaká gets sent off. It's it's like this is the problem with the hands to fa- face rule. They have to think. Of intention, they have to look at the same, the whole picture. Like their VAR. Well, I think it's a good thing. There are things that they don't, that don't, that that should be changed. Like also, there are some calls that they should never look at it, or really for VAR, they should never look at calls in slow mo. Because Lomo is always going to make something look worse. Well, you know, they're trying to use all the tools they have to make the right call. Uh, in this case, you know, I understand that they're trying to, you know, keep players from going after each other's heads. But in this case, I wish they had been able to use VAR to make the right call um, rather than having to reverse the call several days later after they've forced the Sounders to play 75 minutes of the game down a man. And, uh,. The crowd definitely happy um, with this game. I mean, Sounders finishing with with very little possession. LAFC, they had chances to win this game. I mean, Christian Ramirez missed, missed one from like a yard out, skies it. I don't even know why he's sliding here, and I don't even know. 
how it was possible that he missed this. Somehow he did. Thank God he did. Uh, Brad Smith had two chances. One where he just kept going. Won the team a corner. Roman Torres, he had a header that went... That uh, I think it was going wide, but Tyler Miller uh, saved um, to push it even more wide. Uh, but right at the end of the game, uh, Brad Smith played. Uh, LAFC had had a corner. They play the ball out. Jordan Morris is running down the line, gets taken down. Clearly, you see Ted Uncle playing advantage. Ball and Brad Smith runs on to the ball. He takes it around Miller. Miller, uh, with his footwork, puts Brad Smith so out, so out, far, so far out wide that he has to cut it back and try and turn. He's trying to turn, and um, Latif Blessing comes in sliding. Jordan Morris comes in trying to poke it away. The ball goes. Uh, NFC brings the ball back up and then Leardum takes down um, Diego Rossi right outside the Sounders box. But Tenanko points to the spot. What did you think of that play? Obviously quite a crazy sequence. Um, you know, the Sounders looking like they were definitely going to score when, the, when uh, Smith goes around the keeper. But... Didn't quite get there. The LAFC doing a great job recovering. So ten, and uh, then crazy play the other end, too. So, let's start at the beginning of this play. So, first, Ted Uncle plays advantage. Jordan Morris is clearly taken down. Then, the, he's he's clearly taken down there. It's a player. It's, it's not like it would have been advantage a second there. yellow. You know, Smith going in one-on-one against the keeper. Uh, so, and so then, after the Sounders, Brad Smith cuts it back, and Jordan Morris can't finish, fi- finish it there, and then LFC, like, kick it out. There, is it too far to come to stop it and call it back for the free kick? Do you think? You want to... To award a free kick on the original Morris foul? Yeah. Do you think you could do it there? Now, now I say that I don't... I don't, no, I don't think you, you... Once you've given the advantage and they've had another couple of attempts at goal, you can't go back and, and award the free kick. Okay. So then we have Leardum, who at that end of the game, you, you're, making, you're making... It's okay to make this tackle. And he does it... Well, to be outside the box, Ted Uncle sees it in the box. And, and Ted Uncle has always been someone... He's never been a ref I've, I've very much liked. He loves to call penalties. He loves them. And his he, there's so many memes of his like point to the spot. So he does that. They go to VAR. It's outside the box. We were talking about this... Leardum gets sent off because he's not playing because he plays the man and not the ball. Should there be? Do you think this is 
the same or different than if a defender is shooting the ball out so that they can win a goal kick? It's true. The ball does come across him. You know, he's getting his body in between, uh, you know, in between the ball and the man. But it does seem that he, you know, went into the forward with a lot of force rather than just trying to interpose himself. So he did make a move away from the ball into the man, I think. So I think you can't really argue too much with it being called a foul. Yeah, we're really, we're really not. Was it necessarily dog? So is a different question. See, we're we're not really um, going to. Uh, we're really not gonna ever really know how much you're allowed to push if you're like shooting the ball for a goal kick. But this, uh, it looks like on the play that Rossi is gonna get to the ball. And because it's outside the box, if it's in, if it was inside the box, it would be a yellow card since there's no more of that double whammy thing. But because it's outside, and he's the last one, he's gonna get it. He's gonna be one on one. I think, I think a red card is the right call. But in this play, it's this right decision for Kelvin Leardham. However, before all that should have happened, what should at least have happened from Ted Uncle? is he should have gone and shown a yellow card to the LAFC player. Even if you're not giving the free kick, you gotta go back and give a yellow card for that type of tackle. Because that tackle could have been an ankle breaker. When- um, I would say, you know, I, I didn't really see whether it was a risk of injury, but, I mean, more just the fact that it was... You know, a tackle from behind in a runaway situation. Yeah, so and he's, he's like trying to foul him. Foul, he's trying card. to foul, foul him, trying to bring him down. Tactical foul. You got to show a yellow card there, Uncle. Okay, right. so let's move on to uh, the Sounders Nets game this Saturday, 5 p.m. Pacific at Alliance Field in Minnesota against Minnesota. United, Minnesota getting their first um, win at Allianz Field uh, just a couple hours before the Sounders tied LAFC um, 1 to 1 uh, against, they played uh, DC United. Um, and, and obviously, the big story for when the Sounders. Uh, face Minnesota will be playing against Osvaldo Alonso. Sounders former captain and uh, I was just checking uh, before we start podcasting uh, Mark Birch does not play for them anymore uh, so we do not have to see uh, him and uh, the game will be less garbage um because he is not on the field. He plays for Memphis, um, a USL team now. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but they just beat uh, DC United. They did their first um, wonder wall um, with, because the one part of the stadium is called uh, the wonder wall, their standing section. So when they win... The Wonderwall sings the song Wonderwall by Oasis. Uh, 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 so hopefully we don't have to hear 
hear that on Saturday. Uh, starting lineup, what do you expect it to be? Uh, most people should be back from injury. Uh, what do you expect? Well, obviously, Kelvin Leardom will be out, so we don't know who we're going to see in that slot, possibly the Sounders' new signing. And uh, no Svensson, it's looking like. So maybe Delam in central midfield. And I'm not really sure who we'll have back for forwards. Do you know anything about that? Uh, well, uh, Brian Schmetzer said that um, all everyone, um, uh, Roy Diaz, uh, Bruin, Marshall, Rodriguez, they would all be available. So in saying that, um, I'm going to guess... Um, uh, Abdul Salam will play right back. Um, if not him, uh, maybe they'll put maybe they'll slide uh, Rodon there. Um, if not, they'll just keep Rodon next to the Lem. Rodriguez um, will come back in. Morris will slide back over. Uh, that's what I should expect. What do you think the score of this game is going to be? Um. I'm going to go for 2-1 Sounders. Um, Who scored? Uh, I'm going to go for Ozzy Alonso with both a goal against the Sounders and an own goal. And uh, Nicholas Ladero scoring the other goal for the Sounders. Okay, I'm going to say a penalty um, for the Sounders. Um, we'll make it 1-0. Roy D- and Roy Diaz will score the other one. So Ladero and Roy Diaz are going to score. Um, and I'm going to say Ethan Finney will score for Minnesota United. So I'm also going to say 2-1. That game, 5 p.m. Pacific in Minnesota this Saturday. Star Wars Day. Uh, uh, we shall see. What happens there? We look at the standings right now. The Sounders remain in third place. 18 points, 9 games, 5 wins, 1 loss, 3 ties. Sounders have 1 game in hand on uh, LAFC. Uh, LA, uh, they're in first place. LA Galaxy are in second place. They have 22 points. Games played, and they've played the same number of games that we have. Uh, so, still make up ground. Uh, LA, the both LA teams um, doing well to start off the season. Uh, uh, other games, Portland Timbers won again. They won in Toronto. Um, I get it, and uh, they're starting to find their form again as they get closer to playing NAFC uh, in uh, in Portland where they've got their stadium remodeled. Uh, new news um, out of uh, Toronto, uh, transfer rumor, Omar Gonzalez might be coming to join the Reds. What do you think of that news? Um, is he still playing? Yeah, he's playing in Mexico right now. Okay. Yeah, he went went there uh, 
15, I want to say, after they won last... Uh, no, uh, yeah, after they lost to Colorado. Speaking of Colorado, Connor Casey, former Colorado uh, player and uh, Philadelphia uh, player, uh, is now the coach of the Rapids. Their coach fired after a year and nine games uh, nine games in. Uh, what uh, uh, interested to see what he does. Um, he's the super bald guy if you rem- if you uh, don't remember him. He's been in the league for a long time now. The MOS All-Star Game opponent and location was announced today. It's going to be in Orlando against Atletico Madrid. We've talked about the All-Star Game format uh, a lot in the past about how MOS, if they want to be taken more seriously, then they cannot have a game which physically proves that a team in Europe is better than the league. Because it's really a lose-lose situation, no matter what happens. Uh, but, uh, we're going with this. Last year, no Sounders were picked, because the Sounders started out so poorly. This year, that probably won't be the case. little sad, since it's a midweek game, and you don't want your players getting injured. You want them focusing on your team. But, what Sounders do you expect to be involved in uh, that game? Um, you know, I think the Sounders I can see getting mentioned. Uh, Nicholas Ladero certainly. Stefan Fry would be a good choice. And uh, Brad Smith is making a strong case for himself as, you know, premier back in the league. Uh, yep, and uh, I'm guessing Carlos Vea will probably be there. Nani, of course, the New Orlando player. Wayne Rooney. Probably rather see Wayne Rooney in this game than um, Ibrahimovic, even though yeah, yeah, probably both of them would be there since it's really a popularity contest rather than who's having the best season. Uh, also, Champions League semifinals, first game's happening. My team, uh, Tottenham Hotspur, losing to Ajax 1-0. In London, I'm actually fine with this result based on uh, how it goes. Since we go, it we really we just have we get Son back. He was suspended because of yellow card accumulation for this first game, so I we'll have him back. Of course, Vertonghen goes out with a very uh, bl- uh, bloody concussion. Um, him himself really saying he couldn't continue. Uh, so he's a loss, but they know they have it all to play for um, in their side. Of, and then uh, Barcelona on the other side beating Liverpool 3-0. Don't see Barcelona um, pulling a PSG uh, and uh, throwing that lead away. Final thing that happened in this week um, that was that was interesting in the championship in England, Aston Villa leads United. Uh, it's a debate about the unwritten rules. 
Aston Villa uh, kicks the ball out because a Leeds United player is injured. Um, then just a little bit later, Aston Villa player is is um, is down. Leeds United kicks the ball. Uh, well, does not kick the ball out. They go the direction of the goal, and it's Aston Villa forward, so they take it on to the other half, and they go and score. Aston Villa is mad. One of their players gets sent off. Um, the Leeds United coach ends up telling his team to let them score. There is one defender who doesn't agree. He keeps playing, but Leeds United do uh, end up making it 1-1. 1-1 is how the game would end. And both of those teams, um, if Leeds United had won this game, would have helped them maybe secure a um, a guaranteed promotion spot into the Premier League this season. But as it goes, they're probably going to be in the playoffs, like Aston Villa. Thoughts on what happened here? Well, one- obviously, even before that first goal, there was a lot of gamesmanship on both sides. The way the goal was actually scored, you know, it's one thing to not kick the ball out of bounds, but it seems like what they did there was even fake that they were going to kick the ball away and then not do it. So, I don't know. I think it's a pretty disgraceful exhibition by by both teams there. Um, And obviously, this is not the way to get more fans of football uh, to engage in this kind of thing. See, uh, I'm not sure about that. Um, I mean... Um, we're talking about it because fans like to see fights, um, but this is not this kicking the ball out. It's not a rule of the game. That's and true, but it's if, one if, thing to not kick the ball out. It's another thing to pretend to kick the ball out to distract the other team. So anyway, nothing says that soccer. I mean, soccer is a game. Of deception in some ways. You're if you're shooting, you want to try and fake the keeper out. Um, if someone is badly injured, this is why the referee can stop the game and make sure they are okay. Um, the referee. Well, I mean, again, I you know I don't like Atuesta going down as though it, as though Kristen rolled on tore his nose off, and you know I I don't like to see all of this gamesmanship. So see, 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 diving is always going to be, it's always going to be there, but they, especially for Leeds United and their defender, um, it's like also Leeds United they're throwing away the Premier League. I'm a little, I, I'm surprised of the coach telling his team and the team all being okay with it, um, because. You want you want the Premier League if you're when you're that close. You've done um, the work in the season and you're trying to get there. Um, so and, and I mean, if let let's say if Aston Villa um, had not kicked the ball out for a Leeds United player, and Leeds United does, does, still does this. Um, Still does it. So th- that first injury is didn't like didn't happen. Aston Villa is always going to be mad, but I think they're going to be a lot less mad because there's nothing in the rules that say you got to kick the ball out. But even in this case, their own coach felt they had 
you know, acted unethically to get the first goal. He wanted to even up the score. You know, again, I can see both sides. You're definitely right that sometimes players assume that the ball must be kicked out of bounds as though it were a rule when it's not. Um, I think this is going to start the... This is certainly starting the debate about some unwritten rules. And... And I... And... It's hard to know. Do you think this is going to make it so less less teams kick the ball out in this sense or more teams do? Um, I predict nothing will change. I mean, I guess, you know, maybe you're saying there's a possibility someday somebody will write a rule about this, but I don't really see it getting added to the laws of the game. Uh, it's good. and um, But if they, uh, if they added a rule... Are you saying they would add? They would make a rule, so you have to kick the ball out if there's injured, or like, like if, you, like if you had to kick the ball out, and someone, because someone was injured, then, then, then some, and and what's going to be the penalty if you don't? If if you, right, if, you like, if you like the, think the, the, if you, the way think, I think you would have to make the rule is you would basically just say. The referee should stop play if somebody is injured. It's but true. But then the question is, what if somebody simulates an injury, uh, which I'd also like to see punished more harshly than it is now. Yeah, they so, got a pen. Anyway. They got more more yellow cards for simulation. Anyway, I think we've covered everything in a busy week of Sounders soccer and soccer uh, over the world. I don't want to keep you. Uh, much longer, David Mamoudis. It's been a pleasure talking to you uh, once again. Next Sounders game, Saturday, May 4th, Star Wars game, 5 p.m. Pacific in Minnesota. Uh, thanks uh, for being on the show, David. And, you know, if there is going to be one more unwritten rule of soccer, it's that we should all be keeping our... Scarves up! <laughs>